0: Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shaleen Johnson.
1: Entrepreneurs are notorious for just trying to figure things out themselves. They're like, oh, I can figure this out. I can figure this out. And it's why I wanted to have you here as our guest today. John is the founder of OnlineJobs.ph, which is a company that we've become very fond of because we found some amazing people. And it is also a company that we recommend within our Virtual Business Academy. The Virtual Business Academy is our online program that serves people who already have a business. So it's not an academy to teach you how to start a business. It's an academy that basically teaches you how to enlist the help of other really incredible professional people to help run your business. And on top of that, all of the systems and automation and resources that are available to us for free online that allow us to better organize any business, not just a virtual business, but the virtual side of our business. You know, I've been talking a lot about virtual outsourcing and finding virtual assistants, and it's very different from Elance or Upwork or Fiverr. It's very different from that. There is a monthly fee that you pay, but the people that you're working with are only from the Philippines, which is huge because of cultural reasons and also the way that they vet their experts is pretty cool. I'm just passionate about this because it's helped my business so much. I can't even tell you. And then I started, like most people do, I started outsourcing to like Elance and Fiverr and got really excited about it and was having some success, but it turned into kind of another full-time job. And I felt like I was being taken advantage of. And I was constantly having to like rehire people and rehire people and rehire people. And they would be good for a while and then they disappear. And I just knew there had to be a solution. And I did an interview with Chris Ducker about hiring a virtual assistant and took him up on his suggestion to do that. We did that. Since that time, I've just been very focused on finding great people in the Philippines. And I have no ill regard for any other country on the planet, but I've just found that the people in the Philippines are really well aligned with us. And I wonder if you can share with people why that is.
0: There are some specific qualities in the Philippines that exist that don't exist anywhere else in the world. And it's not like one thing that doesn't exist. It's (laughs) the combination of this group of things. So I can give you a bunch of these things.
1: Go for it, I love this. I'm, I'm taking notes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> in the Philippines, they're honest, like to the point where my guys in the Philippines have access to my credit cards, to my bank account, to my personal email account, to all of our servers. One of our guys there has a bank account that is ours that he set up and he has full access to <laughs> that we have thousands and thousands of dollars in all the time. Mm. Over the years, I've probably helped 50,000 people hire Filipinos. Wow. Wow. And I've heard of one time where a Filipino stole something from someone once, and that was because that employer tried to have that Filipino worker do a whole bunch of work and then didn't pay him for it, tried to rip him off. Mm. So he was just trying to get paid.
1: So why is that a cultural, I mean, why is that a cultural phenomenon, do
0: you think? here's the interesting thing, they're not all honest over there. Let me get into a little bit more and it'll make a little bit more sense. Okay. So with some of these other attributes. So with that being said though, don't do something you're not uncomfortable with. I give someone new, I give them access to everything, day one. Don't do that if you're not comfortable and go and be the second person that I hear of in 10 years right to get ripped off. Sure. You know? So the second thing, Filipinos are loyal almost to it being a fault of theirs to where once you hire them, if you treat them well and you gain their trust, they will never quit working for you. So I can tell you a quick story. I heard a programmer once, amazing, amazing programmer. He was making $250 a month for full-time work. And this is, you can't find the same guy for $250. You said
1: $250 a month for a full-time programmer.
0: The best programmer I've ever met, and I graduated from college in computer science. I am a programmer and unbelievable, right? Today, the guy makes $60,000 a year in the Philippines.
1: So he's right. like, he's like the Oprah of the Philippines. Oh,
0: yes. He's so <laughs> unbelievably good. So here's the story though. So he's making $250 a month. He emails me one day and says, sir, I just got a job working in Singapore, uh, making $2,500 a month and I'm going to take the job, which, you know, I was like, okay, I get it. You know, you should take this job. The, working overseas is every Filipino's dream. Yeah. Yeah. He said, "But don't worry, sir. I'll keep working for you part-time at the same rate you're currently paying me." That's how it is. Yes. They are so they will not run away when they get offered $200 a month more, you know? That's not how they work.
1: They're so, l- let smaller. me ask you a question that commonly comes up when I talk to entrepreneurs about this concept. Two things. Number one is, "Well, don't you think that's taking jobs away from Americans?" Number one, and number two is how do you make yourself okay with the fact that you're paying someone such a small rate for something that's so important? Like, in other words, how do you justify paying someone $3 an hour?
0: Okay. So I'll answer the justification one first. I hired a girl once for a hundred dollars a month full time. And that was what she was asking for. on okay. She was sure. Asking for it. Right. After a year of working for me, she sent me a
1: letter to do what, by the way, I didn't care. Oh, yeah, at that rate, whatever you want. I didn't
0: care. Yeah, I don't care what it is, right? Yeah. And after a year, she sent me a letter. It was an email, but it was like cute font and lined and whatever. It was a poem. So it says, is this really happening to me? I can't believe this. I just got a job offer from someone in the U.S. Is this real? He doesn't see me, but I only (laughs) work with one arm. And... I never thought I'd be able to work. And thank you so much. You've changed my life. This is the, the I get this after a year of her working for me. And this is a regular. I don't get poems all the time, but I get <laughs> I really good things saying like, "You've changed. Thank you so much for letting me work for you. This has changed my life." You
1: know, people wow. make five hundred
0: dollars yes. a month, six hundred dollars a month. So it's a different culture. It's a different world.
1: And the pay scale so different. It's so cost different. of living, I should say.
0: Right. So, you know, and $100 a month is not enough. It's not even close. Okay, so what about taking jobs away? Here's the reality. Most people hiring someone overseas is not able to hire someone in the U.S. Okay, so when I started hiring someone overseas in the Philippines, I wanted to hire someone in the U.S. I tried four times. It never Mm. worked out for me. And and that can can go back to some of these cultural issues with the Philippines. But the reality for me at the time was $15 an hour? is a risk where like, if this person doesn't work out for me, I'm taking a big risk. And this is could be the difference between like success and failure in my business True. to where I succeed. I succeed in my business. I fail, I go get a job, which means I just took a job from someone else. Yeah. So on the other side of that, I know a lot of people in myself included who hire Filipino workers and hire Filipino workers and hire Filipino workers to the point where you've succeeded enough that now I need some Americans and now I'm providing jobs.
1: Amen. Amen. This is so true. Exactly. Well, John, before we go much further, can you tell people how your business works? So we're talking about onlinejobs.ph and tell the person who's never visited your site how to best navigate and how to make the most of their experience.
0: A lot of people know what like Career Builder is. Yes. Where you go on as an employer, you post a job, and then employees you can look at their resumes, or they can come and apply to your job. I own Career Builder, but for the Philippines. Got it. So online jobs is like Career Builder. Got it. Um, so we have a huge database of Filipino workers, and it grows by the thousands. And. Within that, we, you can go in and you can post a job and saying, I want to hire someone who is really good at WordPress and so they can build my website for me and manage it. And then you'll get applications. They're only from the Philippines and we limit it only to the Philippines because of these cultural differences that we found that make it so different. You can also browse the resumes just like you would at Career builder or whatever. The thing that we have done that's different than most is that we have focused on full-time work. Okay. So, at Online Jobs, we don't take a cut of their salaries. You pay a fee to be able to access the database.
1: So, if I go there and I'm looking for, say, a full time video editor, I can't see who you have available until I join the site, basically.
0: No, you can see. You can go in and look at everything. Okay. You just can't contact them okay. until you have joined. Got it. Right?
1: Yes. But, but, and you know, what is cool. your, uh, the basic service cost?
0: It's $49 a
1: month. $49 a month. And for $49 a month, I can see everybody you can see. Is that true? You can see everybody I can see. (laughs) Okay. And you primarily focus on full-time people, but I have noticed that there are applicants on there who will list full-time and or part-time. So can you find part-time workers?
0: Oh, absolutely. The one thing we don't like is contract work.
1: Yes. So So can you explain to people the difference between contract work and 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 even of the mentality? Like, it's so much easier for you.
0: It's so different. It's so different. Okay, so what most people... Get excited,
1: John. Get excited.
0: I'm passionate about this because it's changed my life. And and I've watched it change thousands of people's lives. Okay, so you go to Odesk, which is now Upwork. Yes. Or Elance is now Upwork. You're going there and you're hiring a contract worker, which... The definition of a contract worker at at Upwork is they're working on a project for you and they're also working for someone else. And they're working for someone else. And that's their goal. And that's what Upwork wants is they want them to work for a lot of people so they get a lot of feedback.
1: Mm. Oh, that's true. That
0: that person doesn't necessarily care about your business. So you will never be able to step away from your business while you're hiring contract workers. And, Mm -hmm. And along with not being able to step away. So for example... I work about 12 hours a week total, and I have full-time people that do everything else for me. From Odesk or Upwork, I keep saying Odesk because that's what it's has I know, right? From Upwork, you'll never be able to do that because that contract worker is not going to be with you in a month or whatever. So we focus on full-time or part-time people that are permanent long-term, and the biggest difference that it causes is, is something we don't think about. but. When you hire a full-time worker, your brain will do different things mm-hmm. than if you hire a part or a contract worker. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hire a full-time worker, your brain figures out, I can train this person to do stuff, and it's okay to spend my time doing it. Where a contract worker, you will not train them to do stuff because you know this is a one-time training and then I'm going to get screwed out of that. Mm-hmm. Or with a full-time person, they're going to be with you next month and next year, and you only have to teach that thing one time.
1: Yeah, that's good. It's a really big difference. Yeah. Can I give you a really inappropriate analogy? Yeah. It's like the college hookup versus your spouse. Totally. (laughs) Right? Totally. I think a lot of times people think, well... I'm just gonna get started by doing this one little project. I just am not certain I have enough work. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna dip my toe in the pool by outsourcing a few things using one of those sites that you suggested. And it never goes well, and it's always a pain in the butt. And yeah, you do save money, but you don't save headache. You get more of a headache, in my opinion. That's what we learned the hard way. And then eventually you realize, The people who we like and trust the most are the people who we have a relationship with, you know? And that's why we've really gone to just hiring full-time people.
0: Even if you do save some time and some money, it's still 100% turnover. Yeah. I mean, that's the definition of a contract worker, 100% turnover. And you ask any business owner, and 100% turnover sucks. Yeah. It's hard to run a business like that. I think Upwork is what prevents most entrepreneurs from making six figures.
1: Wow. Wow, that's a pretty bold statement. But I hear I understand what you're saying. And we not to exclude them completely because we no. do now use a virtual assistant and we make her find them but we're like look for Filipinos.
0: <laughs> you know, I use Upwork sometimes. There are reasons to do it. Yeah. But people try and accomplish what I accomplish with full-time Filipinos by using Upwork and and it doesn't work.
1: Wow. This is crazy. And one of the first questions they ask is, how do I, as the entrepreneur who's in the United States or Canada or wherever, how do I pay these people in the Philippines?
0: So PayPal is an option. Okay. It's not a great option, but it's an option. For a long time, it wasn't an option. It's, pre- it's pretty new in the Philippines. Western Union is an option. And shockingly, Western Union is the best option, ah. which is a new, it's a new turn of events. We are working on a an option which is going to be significantly better than any other option out Ooh, there.
1: Ooh, I like this.
0: It's, it's in beta right now. Okay. So anybody listening to this, if you want to contact us at Online Jobs and
1: ask... <laughs> I'll beta test, test it. Right now, awesome. we're, we're using Western Union right now. You are? Yes.
0: Yeah. GitHub is going to be significantly better than anything else.
1: Awesome. Well, that's exciting. So, yeah. And what about workman's comp or insurance or sick pay and those kinds of things, should that be a hang up for people?
0: No, there's no such thing. <laughs> it, it, no. There's no taxes, there's no insurance, there's no office space, there's no utilities. It's a tax deductible expense, so you write it off on your taxes. It, no.
1: And what about the time difference uh, for people that want to be able to communicate with somebody who is on a completely different time zone? How many hours ahead of us are they? 16. 16 hours ahead?
0: So for me, the workers are usually online until 8 a.m. I'm never at my computer until 8 a.m. Some of my workers stay up late, though, so they're online till like 11 a.m. And sometimes at like 10 to 11 when I might work, I'll get them. Some of them come on at like 4 in the afternoon. And so if I'm just finishing at like 4, I might get them. Usually I just communicate with email. And okay. In a, a project management system.
1: I found with most of the people that we've interviewed, they're so eager to have employment. They're like, I will work whatever hours you want. I will be, yeah, if you, you want, want me available in the middle of the night, my night, so that I can communicate to you during your work hours, I will do that. I've just been kind of blown away at how accommodating that they've been.
0: Let me give a little bit of advice on that. It's okay to have them do that, but it's hard to work the graveyard shift. So if you're Mm -hmm. requiring that they be online between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. your time, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And you'll see declines in productivity very often.
1: Yeah, oh, that's good advice. Well noted. And what about um, people who are concerned with hiring someone full-time who's you're hoping that they're doing the work that you're giving to them And, of course, you're having them do daily reports or some of the things that we recommend in the Virtual Business Academy to make sure that you feel comfortable with their level of productivity. But how do you feel about software programs that track their online activity or give you a summary of the work that they've done each day?
0: We created one because so many of our customers wanted it. I personally don't love it, the software programs. What I would prefer to do is motivate them using positive feedback and try and get them to work. In the Philippines, software programs that track their work often, not all the time, but often will lead to a decrease in productivity Mm. because the Filipino worker will be so scared about you firing them Uh because you see that they looked at Facebook once. Yeah. It'll consume them. Yeah. That's something I don't love about it.
1: The other side of this is, And this
0: has been a big deal for me. If they're making me more than I'm paying them, (laughs) I don't care.
1: Thank you, thank you. Round of applause, thank you.
0: (laughs) I love to make their lives better. Thank you. And you know, if they work three hours in a day and I pay them for eight, and so I just paid them $4 an hour and I paid them $24,
1: you know, I'm still so far ahead, Right. You know, I don't care. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So John, help me, help me make the case for that entrepreneur who says this, cause I know you hear this all the time. My business isn't making me enough money yet. How can I justify, even at $3 an hour, how can I justify paying someone else?
0: Oh my gosh, if I could play you a video right now, I would play you a video that I got from someone. <laughs> you could reenact
1: it if you want. I know,
0: one of our customers. I'll tell you what it says because okay. I love it. He says, I didn't think I had enough work to keep someone busy full time until I hired someone. And then I got <laughs> him training and he said, I started making money. I think he said like in the first month I made $600 and then the last, last couple months I've made $2,100 just from the work that he's done. And when he said, when you when you get someone working for you, it's amazing how things change in your business. Uh, how all of a sudden you are free to think about how do I make money?
1: You're it's freed they, from uh, the minutia.
0: Oh, yeah, because otherwise you're like this. People are like this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You don't come out of it to think about your business. You're just like, I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> that's and so good you Something else to do it. And it, it really changes. And it's hard to see that. When you're not making enough money to think you can hire someone, it's hard to see the potential of like, hey, I can like look at other stuff.
1: Yeah. Okay, now my next question to you is this. So we've got this entrepreneur who's like, Okay, okay, I'm gonna try it. But it scares them to think that they need to hire someone permanent. So can you hire someone? I mean, you know, because they're really not hiring them with your company, they're negotiating Am I correct? Individually with the applicant.
0: Yes. So. It's not
1: permanent. Could you say to someone, "I, you know, this is a 30 month or 30 month, a 30 day trial? Yes, but don't do that. Okay. Why?
0: If you can't make it work out, then you can let them go.
1: That's like saying, hey, we're going to date, but this is a 30 day trial.
0: I'm cutting it off. (laughs) Like
1: what? Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. The mentality there. That makes sense. If
0: you don't think you you can hire someone full-time, hire them part-time. Go hire a part-time person. A full-time person will be better, but start off with a part-time person, Mm -hmm. right? And then you'll realize, oh my gosh, I do have enough work. Can you go full-time, please?
1: Yeah. You know, I have to tell you a funny story about how once you get into this, you just are like, oh, we need more. And one of the pitfalls that I recognize pretty early is that you need enough time to really not just get them trained, but establish a relationship and get to know them and make sure they know everything. So I always caution people like it's so exciting and it's so fun and it's so rewarding, but don't go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and hire like eight people in a month.
0: So I had this guy once who came to me and said, John, I tried this and it didn't work. I was like, well, what'd you do? I hired like 20 people to do SEO and nothing ever got done. And I was like, dude, what, would you hire 20 people in the US and expect crap? No. Like, He's funny. Go hire one person. Right. Teach that person and build it. I love what you said that build a relationship. This is more important in the Philippines than it is in the US. Oh. Interestingly, in outsourcing, we often think that, I don't know if I can trust this person Right, Mm -hmm. In the Philippines, that feeling is stronger the other way. They don't know if they can trust you. And if you really want to hire a rock star worker, you don't hire a rock star, you create one. You create a rock star by building their trust in you. You give them positive feedback instead of negative feedback. You find any reason you can to praise them. You pay them on time. You be patient with them when they don't get work done. You figure out the culture. You you help them succeed in their job. Mm -hmm. And you will create a rock star worker.
1: That is so great. Okay, John, I am just building my business. The thing that I'm the busiest with is, you know, trying to attract new customers and social media. What is your best advice for that entrepreneur who's like, I need to make my first hire and I don't know what to give them?
0: So I have always said hire someone for their English skills.
1: Oh. Everything
0: else can be taught. You can't teach English. You can, but it's not worth it, right? So if you hire someone for their English skills, think about this. Um, I hired this girl years ago for her English skills so she could write articles for me, doing article marketing. And article marketing was awesome. And I had her write the articles, but I didn't just have her write the articles. But then she would also post the articles on sites, and she would promote the articles. And then she would linked to them from Craigslist and, and whatever else, right? So she was doing all kinds of other stuff. If I hired a Craigslist expert, he couldn't write the articles also, right. That's
1: right. right, yeah.
0: And today, that girl doesn't write articles anymore necessarily because it's not effective the same way it used to be. Right. But she has come to me numerous times saying, hey, we ought to do social media stuff. And me being a dummy, I said, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get the social media. I hate it. It's stupid. <laughs> and so I said, no. And this is a couple of years ago and- until one day I found a Facebook page, a Facebook fan page for our business with a thousand likes on it. And I was like, hey, did any of you create this page? And one of them said, yeah, I did. I thought it would be good for our business. <laughs> right? And so today she manages our Facebook page with, you know, 100,000 likes or something. And she's done
1: every bit of it. Oh my gosh. That's the best. So-
0: So you're hiring your first person, hire them for their English skills and get them to do one single thing. And maybe that Mm. single thing is social media. Mm -hmm. If you go on online jobs and search social media, just search social media. Yeah. You'll get, I don't know, 6,000 resumes or something. And then you got to narrow it down, you know, based on better skills. But have that person do one thing and tell them what you want them to do. Don't just say, go do social media marketing for me. That won't work. Okay. You got to teach them something like, I want you to set up a... A contest. Here's a little bit of training of where I got this idea to set up a contest. Go read this. Here's some software. I don't know.
1: She's always So step by step by step.
0: Yeah, step by step. Help them succeed
1: Mm -hmm. in
0: that thing. And don't say social media. Say I want to gain likes on Facebook. Oh.
1: Very specific.
0: Yeah, I want you to like people on Instagram. Maybe that's the starting thing, you know? Or like get me likes on whatever it is.
1: Well, I love that. I um, agree with you 100% on English. I will say that we recently hired a great video slash podcast editor, True Story, and we found them on onlinejobs.ph. And I was looking for somebody part-time because I don't have enough podcast work for somebody to be full-time. But knowing how much easier it is and how much more rewarding it is to have a full-time employee, one of the gentlemen who I interviewed I really need full-time work. I'll take part-time work. I really need full-time work. By the way, I do video editing and I'd love to show you what I can do. So before we even hired him, I sent him a bunch of like quick clips and said, make these funny. And his English was like just okay on live Skype, but he sent them back flawlessly. I said, cancel all the other interviews. (laughs) He's so good. And let's give him full-time work. And we have, and- um, So here's
0: the caveat of English. If you're hiring a technical person, English does not matter.
1: Ah.
0: So a programmer, a designer, a videographer, a podcast editor.
1: Well, that's interesting you should say that because I was concerned because I'm like, well, you know, I mean, I speak in slang sometimes and I talk really fast and I talk like a valley girl sometimes. And so I was like, will he be able to pick up on all these nuances? His work is exceptional. I couldn't do a better job myself. I really could not. So... I guess that leads me to my next question, which is about Skype, because I've always encouraged people to interview. I want to look in your eyes. I want to see, do I like you? Do I trust you? And I've noticed that every Skype I've done with a Filipino, I look like I'm scaring the breath out of them. You are. (laughs) They do. Even with my Elsa braid, they still seem afraid.
0: They do not want to talk to you. Why? I tell people don't do a Skype interview.
1: Really? Okay, I'm, I'm okay. I'm leaning forward. Tell me why.
0: Because in the Philippines, one reason, they know that they will understand you. They watch American TV. They, they watch American movies. I was in the Philippines. I've only been there once. I was in a restaurant, and um, it was like Dancing with the Stars was on. They watch American TV. They know they're going to understand you. They are very embarrassed about their English. They don't uh, think that you will understand them. Okay. So- I don't know if this has happened to you, but I know I've seen this happen a lot. Where you schedule interviews, and then you lose those applicants. They don't. Mm-hmm. They won't talk to you again because they're worried. Yeah. About
1: this type of oh.
0: Okay. So that's that's one thing. But uh,
1: don't you? Agree- but so so is it okay to Skype with them? I mean, for me, like video is it's immediate connection. For me, I'm trying to sell myself to them a little bit, even yeah, less than. And, and,
0: okay, I have a solution for that.
1: Okay, good.
0: It's not Skype. So often they don't even have a microphone. Yeah. So they can't Skype with you. So how do they tell you, no, I'm sorry, I can't Skype with you. Well, because you, you can
1: Skype from your phone.
0: Yeah, but what if they don't have an iPhone? True. Right? So sometimes they can't. Mm. And then, you know, rather than disappoint you, this is a big cultural thing in the Philippines. They don't want to disappoint. Mm. Rather than disappoint you, they'll just disappear. Mm. And you'll never talk,
1: talk about that disappearing quality.
0: Okay, so this is the number one problem that that you have in the Philippines. Filipinos are a very pleasing culture. They don't like to disappoint. Along with, okay, so here's one of the cultural...
1: I should have married a Filipino.
0: They're so good. So this is one of the cultural things that I mentioned in the beginning that I didn't get to. But Filipinos look up to foreigners, which is different than elsewhere in the world. Where like in India, you hire someone and... You're their foreign boss and you're like stupid. You know, <laughs> In the Philippines, they look up to you. They will brag about you, their foreign boss, with their friends. So when a Filipino worker gets embarrassed or when they get um, – when they fear that they're going to let you down or when they get stuck on something – and getting stuck is the biggest one. Okay. Rather than telling you, hey, I'm stuck or rather than saying, yes – Right, because in other cultures, you say, "Hey, how's the project going?" Yes. Are you working on it? Yes. (laughs) Is it going to be downtown? Yes. Right? Filipinos will not do that. They will disappear. They would. They Uh, don't want to disappoint you.
1: How do you help avoid that?
0: Okay. So the number one thing is to recognize it. So I have a guy that hasn't emailed me for a week. I said, as of right now, or
1: this is this a hypothetical or is this a true story?
0: No. Today. Okay. Today. I sent him an email today and said, "What are you stuck on?" Is the subject. Ah. I know you're stuck on something. You don't know. You having a problem figuring something out. You don't know how to solve it. I need to know what this problem is so I can help move the business forward. Right? Okay. So here's another example. I told a girl. I hired a girl once and told her, "I'm excited for you to work with me." Here's my employment policies. Whatever. Here's my number one rule. You cannot disappear. <laughs> I know it's going to be hard for you. I'm giving you a difficult task. You're going to get stuck on something. When you get stuck, you have to come to me and tell me what your problem is. You can't disappear. She does really good work for a couple weeks. Three weeks in, I get an email from her that says, Sir, I'm so scared to write this email, but you told me I can't disappear. So I'm stuck on this thing, and I don't know what to do. Right? If a Filipino worker is disappearing 98% of the time, It's not that they're lazy, it's not that they don't want the job, it's not that they have another job, it's that they're stuck on something,
1: Mm.
0: or they don't know what to do, or they didn't understand your instructions, even though you think you were super clear about it.
1: So make it easier for them to come out of hiding.
0: And go to them with the problem. Say, hey, I think you have a problem with something, I need to know what it is.
1: Okay, that's great, great advice. That will solve
0: most of the disappearing problems
1: people who visit onlinejobs.ph, how do they know that the candidates that they're looking at are as qualified as their resumes?
0: Okay, first step is look at the ID proof score.
1: ID proof score.
0: There's a score on every profile. It's a number. It's either green or yellow or red. Green says, I think it's okay. So after looking at thousands and thousands of resumes, I started noticing patterns. And we have a whole bunch of data on the back end of people's usage patterns, right? Mm. So I developed an algorithm that looks at every person and says, how much do I trust you are who you say you are? Oh, wow. That you're legitimate, that you're being honest, right? So look at the ID proof score. That's okay. Number one. Second, when you interview this person, meaning as you recruit people, you take in a huge pool People are dropping out. You're emailing them back. You're getting it down to two or three. You're emailing them 15 times before you hire them. And you're asking them two or three questions every time. Where do you live? Um, Where did you grow up? Did you grow up watching Sesame Street or Batty Bot? Where did you learn this skill? You're asking them question after question after question after question. What you will see as you do this is how responsive are they? If this person isn't, it takes them three days to answer you questions when you are interviewing them. After you hire them, it's going to take them three days. Right. Or if they're not paying attention to every detail in your quest in your emails, after you hire them, they're not going to pay attention to the details of, of the work that you want. So that's a big way to see, did they cheat on their resume? Because it's easy to cheat on a resume. It's hard to cheat 15 emails.
1: Yes. Okay, John, let me know what you think about our practices. So I already know how you feel about the Skype. I have have made it mandatory to Skype with every person we interview as the last step. Like, so they interview with, you know, a couple members of my team. We go back and forth on emails. We also give them an assignment and we say we want to see your level of work. Even if we don't hire you, here's what we will pay you for this job. This is how we can kind of tell how quickly you turn things around, and that's worked out beautifully. Awesome. Um, but then ultimately, I think what you're saying, you think that's okay.
0: I think it's okay as long as you tell them I will pay you for this regardless. Great. So I get people that are like, "Hey, you six people. I want you to do a trial, and then I'm going to hire one of you." No. It's
1: like what? No. Yeah. No. We usually narrow it down to three sometimes just two, and then we give them each an assignment, we pay them for it. But I guess the primary concern is you just can't answer. And that is that we're talking about human beings. People do have personal problems and things do happen and people do drop off the face of the earth and people do claim that they're better at certain things than they are. But I always say don't throw the baby away with the bathwater Even if I have to diminish their responsibilities, I'm still getting, you know, value out of the person because I can trust them and I have a relationship with them and I don't have to train a new person.
0: So I hired a guy once who who I thought was a good programmer and it turns out he wasn't a great programmer, (laughs) but he turned out to be a really good quality assurance guy. Right. And so I just kind of switched his role. I can tell why you're succeeding at this because you're patient <laughs> and you're thinking outside of the box and you're saying, how how can I work with this person? How can I make it work? This is on me yeah. to make it work. It's not on them.
1: Yeah. We're in the process of hiring a writer for our team. And I have to share the story with you you almost get spoiled dealing with the Philippines. And so I was like, you know, we're looking for someone in about the $500 a month range. Um, here, Here are the responsibilities. And we had tons of applicants like 250, 400, 500. But when it got down to the final three, two of them were at 500 and one was at 750. And her work came back like exceptional, like mind blowing. I'm like, did I write this or did you write that? Like it was so good. She didn't want to do a Skype interview but she was emailing back and forth and i said to my husband i'm like i don't know she wants 750 a month and my husband goes are you kidding me i go yeah everyone else is like five he goes i know you're not good at math do you know what that is per hour i'm like oh ooh, you're right i think you'll probably agree with me is that look for the best person and don't get caught up in looking for the person who's willing to do it the least expensive. Even though, even when you're brand new and this is your first experience outsourcing, find the person you like and trust and have a good feeling about.
0: I can tell you two other sides of this, because you're absolutely right, 100%. Recently, I hired someone, and they were asking for 750 and I said, I want to hire you at 500 They said, no, it's 750 right? which is super uncommon.
1: Oh, years ago, it probably was the same girl. Maybe.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't. But- So I hired them. They're fantastic. It was an artist. Years ago, I hired this guy who was a programmer and a designer. And those two skills in the same person are impossible to find anywhere in the world. Even in the Philippines. Right. So I really wanted to hire this guy, get down to the very, very end of this. And and said, how much do you want to make? He says $1,100 a month. And I was like, there is no way that you're making that. Today, people can make that. This was eight years ago. I told him, no way. He said, well, how much do you want to pay me? I said four fifty. He said, Great, when can I start? And he's still with (laughs) me. He's fantastic. And he's making a lot more than what I hired him at. You'll find there's some room.
1: I love that. Well, John, this has been such a joy and so refreshing, and it's a pleasure to meet you and to personally be able to thank you for the service that you provide, because it has been a tremendous asset to our business and to the students of the Virtual Business Academy who are loving it. So any final pieces of advice? Because specifically, I'd love for you to get tailor that advice to the entrepreneur who hasn't pulled this trigger yet. That's my advice. Nice.
0: You have to take the leap. I will tell you that for me, this was the most liberating experience of my life. I hired this guy the very first time, 10 years ago, and it changed my life. All of a sudden, it was like there were two of me (laughs) because I could teach him to do anything I wanted to do. But before I hired him, I debated. I knew about this for a couple months and I went back and forth. I don't know if I can keep him busy full time. I don't know if he can do good work. I I don't know. I don't know if I can afford it. Ended up hiring changed my life, right? So today I, I told you I work about 12 hours a week. I run a seven-figure business, and I have 16 Filipino workers that work for me today. You have to try it and see, is this what he says it is? Mm-hmm. You have got. You have to hire someone to, to experience that. Mm-hmm. Can I make this work so that I can cut six hours out of my work week by having someone else do 40 hours of work? Mm-hmm. So – it's a, it's a leap. For some people, you've got to just take a leap.
1: Yeah, it's great advice. Well, John, thank you so much for being a guest today and for sharing your insight. People are going to find this tremendously helpful. Should they? everyone go to onlinejobs.ph? Anything else you want to share with us?
0: I teach this in a little bit more depth at replacemyself.com.
1: Replacemyself.com. This episode has been sponsored by CourageousConfidenceClub.com. It's a club that I've created specifically to help people who struggle with confidence and insecurities and social settings and and just standing up for themselves, being yourself and feeling good about it. All of us could benefit from having more confidence. I'd love for you to just experience a taste of it. So please be my guest by going to ShaleenJohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Now, if you don't feel like writing that web address down, or remembering to go there later, all you have to do is, while you're listening from your phone, send me a text message. The number is 949-565-4337. And that is for US residents. Then just send me the word confidence and I will send you access to this video. This video will help you to eliminate self-doubt and just feel more confident in any situation, whether it's work or personal or just your social interactions. Every one of us can benefit from having more confidence. There you'll submit your email address and I will immediately send to your inbox my latest training video. Where I teach you step by step how to feel more confident in just about any social setting. I think you'll find this incredibly useful, whether it's business or personal or just in your everyday interactions. Confidence is something that makes life easier. It helps you to raise more confident, self-efficient children. It allows us to speak our mind, to stand up for ourselves, to do the things that otherwise we are paralyzed by fear. And we just allow our own thoughts to stop us. By learning how to overcome self-doubt and fear of success, you can become that confident person that others are attracted to. The person you wanna be, the person you deserve to be, the person you know is inside of you. So thank you for checking out my free tools by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash competence tips.